Welcome to the Pharma Letter Podcast. I'm Simon Wentworth, Digital News Editor at the Pharma Letter, and this week I'll be talking about an exciting new collaboration between pharmaceutical majors in the field of AI. Around the world, ever-increasing investments are being made in artificial intelligence, as drug makers spy an opportunity to drive efficiencies and spur innovation. One estimate puts the total amount of venture capital funding in AI biotech startups at around $2 billion in 2020, an increase of around a quarter from the year before, and more than the previous three years combined. Governments are getting in on the act too. In the UK, the government recently announced a national AI strategy, described as a 10-year plan to make Britain a global AI superpower. Overseen by a new Office for Artificial Intelligence, the strategy will include active engagement with the life sciences sector, to promote the use of AI in drug development. Elsewhere, the Israel Biotech Fund, which seeks to invest in the country's life sciences sector, has helped establish an innovation alliance, dubbed Aon Labs, to help spearhead the adoption of these technologies. The firm is working with four major pharmaceutical companies, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, German Merck and Teva, as well as tech giant Amazon Web Services. With money from the Israel Biotech Fund, the group aims to transform the discovery and development of new therapies. To find out more, I spoke with Matty Gill, Chief Executive at Aon Labs, and Christian Tidona, Chief Executive of the group's strategic partner, Biomed. So just to get started then, perhaps you could... um talk a little bit about Ion Labs. You, you describe Ion Labs as a, a first-of-its-kind innovation lab. What is unique about your approach? So thank you, Simon, for hosting us. Ion Labs, from what our knowledge, is a truly unique innovation hub, innovation lab, in three elements, I would say. Number one is the multidisciplinary approach, where we have pharma partners together with uh, a high-tech leader in the space, and uh, with cloud-based technologies, bringing in a venture capital firm as one of our partners, bringing in uh, their expertise on how to build and help companies grow, as well as an R&D engine in uh, Biomedics and Christian here, who's with us on the call. Uh, Together, that um, consortium and alliance of uh, these incredible partners coming from uh, various disciplines is an outstanding and unique uh, alliance. The second element is uh, the collaboration between the different pharma partners in our lab. So we are thankful that in addition to AWS as our high-tech partner and IBF as our VC, we have four leaders in the pharma field that have chosen to collaborate together and work together in ION Labs um, instead of uh, each one going on its own. And uh, with that, we have Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Uh, Teva Pharmaceuticals, as well as Merck. And the third element, which is unique about our lab, is the fact that we are combining the bio with the tech. So we will have in our premises both a wet lab and a computational lab, and we are truly connecting uh, the future of pharmaceutical uh, discovery and development 
uh, harnessing the capabilities of mathematics and computational capabilities uh, to accelerate uh, biopharmaceutical discovery and development. And in that element, we do believe uh, as a for-profit venture uh, that we are a truly unique uh, innovation lab and consortium in that sense. Perhaps you can say a little bit about the role of the Israel Innovation Authority. How important has their support been in setting up this venture? So I would say critical. They were the catalysts for this uh, for this endeavor. The Israel Innovation Authority, uh, as long as the dig- as well as the Digital Israel um, uh, program uh, and office in Israel, uh, identified correctly uh, the biopharmaceutical space in Israel as an as an underdeveloped uh, industry in Israel as a market failure in the fact that the, Israel was not well established as a leader in the biopharmaceutical R&D space, and we could have potential in Israel due to the life sciences capabilities, uh, as well as uh, the legacy of data uh, collection and management in Israel, that Israel could be a leader in the space. And they therefore decided to put together a strategy, which they call bioconvergence, converging between engineering capabilities from mathematics all the way through robotics with biopharmaceutical development. And by combining and by developing that bioconvergence strategy, they then uh, put together a tender to attract leaders from both the bio and the tech space uh, to bid for a tender to establish an innovation lab. And that is something our partners obviously saw as an appealing opportunity. And the IAA, the Israel Innovation Authority, was a catalyst. Uh, and this is truly an example of the government doing something right where they were a catalyst by bringing us together and helping this consortium uh, bid for the lab. Perhaps you could uh, provide some details then on the involvement and roles of AstraZeneca, Merck, Pfizer, and Teva. What is each company offering? So maybe I'll start it off and hand it over to Christian, but each company is bringing in both their expertise and uh, focus of challenges, which in the biomedics model that we are adapting as our venture creation model in Ion Labs is something that um, is absolutely critical to have multiple pharmas bringing in their top R&D expertise and challenges. We have uh, in the lab a great group of Teva and Merck who have a legacy of investment in Israel and working with Israeli science and investing with on-ground um, R&D labs in Israel, as well as AstraZeneca and Pfizer that bring in their global expertise, uh, both from uh, their R&D side, but also with their representatives in Israel that have been tremendous. And we work with each one in the model that Christian will describe to then decipher what their uh, top research challenges that they feel that AI could help disrupt. And Christian, maybe you can talk a little bit about how that process works. Yeah, thanks, Mati. Um, if you look at, at bioinformatics and artificial intelligence startups um, in this field of drug discovery and development, and there are many worldwide, most of them are unsuccessful, uh, not because they, have, because they have bad platforms, but first of all, because they have built something which does not um, support or, full, or, or fulfill a certain need in big pharma research and development. And second, because they don't have what we call real world validation of their platform. So they're predicting things in silico, but nobody knows really 
how much relevance that has in the real world uh, when it comes to discovery and development of new drugs. And this is different in our model due to the fact that we have this alliance uh, and a very close relationship with these big pharma companies. In the first step, we identify their biggest challenges uh, in drug discovery and development that could be solved by completely novel AI platforms. And secondly, once we have identified those challenges and built uh, startups from the top young scientists around the world, then we guide those startups together with the pharma companies towards something that we would call uh, something a, a platform that has industry-grade validation and that pharma companies would trust because it's developed according to their standards. So these two components will help us to significantly de-risk the process of generating new uh, bioinformatics or biotech startups. Ion is described as being focused on the most acute and significant challenges in the pharmaceutical industry. What are the criteria for selecting projects, for example, by therapy area or the, the market type? Mati, should I take the question? Yes, please. Okay. So at Ion Labs, together with the pharma companies, we focus on problems for which there is currently absolutely no solution, neither in startups nor in academic groups. This is one of the first criteria for us to select the challenges that will then lead to the creation of a new startup. And, and this means really big challenges uh, that are at least one or two orders of magnitude um, bigger than what any, any startup or, or any academic group can solve at the moment. That's the first. Second, we, are, we found out in, this, in the process where we all got together uh, last year in order to respond to the tender of the Israel Innovation Authority that we wanted to be tech, um, therapeutic area agnostic. Uh, we wanted to build platforms that support the drug discovery and development process irrespective of whether we are developing drugs against cancer or against neurological diseases or against uh, immunological diseases uh, and uh, platforms that are very versatile and could be used in all therapeutic areas. Uh, so I think that's the main main criteria for our for our challenges and of course it needs to be they needed to be challenges that can be solved uh, realistically in this maximum incubation period we offer to the startups at ion labs which is up to 4 years uh, so it, these are these are challenges that are very very focused on one particular big problem at biomedx you've initiated this strategic partnership with ion perhaps you could elaborate just a little bit on that uh, what's the nature of that partnership it was actually the other way around so one of uh, uh, the as a central part of our innovation process uh, we run boot camps for top scientists and uh, i was called by one of our former participants of such a boot camp uh, in Heidelberg, Dana Baron, who was meanwhile at Teva, responsible for academic relations, uh, who informed me about this tender of the Israeli Innovation, uh, Israel Innovation Authority. And, uh, and this was how we got first connected with Teva. And then together with uh, friends at Teva, uh, we um, convinced additional pharma companies and also Amazon and Israel Biotech Fund to join the consortium. Um, and, uh, and this is based, as Mati said, this is based on this um, R&D engine we have developed in Heidelberg, which is based on global crowdsourcing of the best uh, early career talents and then local incubation and turning them into something which generates industry-grade solutions for the farm industry. Right. That's one aspect that uh, I found interesting, this idea of 
global crowdsourcing, as you describe it. Could you say a bit more about your innovation model? Um, how does that work? What's unique about that? Sure. The first unique uh, aspect of it is that we always start with big challenges, not with crazy ideas, but existing challenges in research and development departments of big pharmaceutical companies. And once we have identified those challenges, we post them on our uh, online crowdsourcing platform worldwide at the best universities and research institutions and invite young academic scientists to apply by submitting online a very original project proposal, how to solve this particular problem. And usually we get between 100 and 200 project proposals from up to 80 different countries. So it's really global. And then together with our pharma partners, we select the 15 brightest individuals and we fly them in for a five-day bootcamp uh, where they see each other for the first time and where we help them to associate in very diverse groups. Um, and then we help them to combine this collection of crazy ideas into something we would call a truly brilliant project proposal. And then these five competing groups present their ideas on the last day in front of the jury, which usually includes the senior management of the sponsoring pharma companies. And then the winner enters then the last phase, which is local incubation. Uh, this means we relocate them with their families uh, from where they come in the world uh, to our site in Heidelberg. We organize work visa, jobs for their spouses, new homes, kindergarten spots, school places, and then they live and work for up to five-year projects uh, in our institute on the research on the life science campus of the University of Heidelberg uh, in Germany. Uh, and of course, for Israel, in this partnership with Ion Labs and with the partners, uh, all, all the uh, members of Ion Labs, uh, we have adapted in a process that took more than 18 months um, uh, jointly, this model to um, directly address this tender of the Israeli Innovation Authority, which of course uh, is there to generate a local innovation ecosystem, very strong local innovation ecosystem in Israel and produce in the next five years uh, up to 20 startups in the field of artificial intelligence for drug discovery and development. And perhaps we could just talk a little bit about Israel. What makes Israel a good location for AI-based drug discovery? So thank you, Simon. And Israel is unique in its capabilities in the technology space. There are thousands of AI-based startups um, where um, more increasingly so, uh, they're understanding the potential and entering into the health tech space. However, the legacy of AI-based startups in Israel that have been successful are primarily in other industries up until recently, in fintech, in cyber security, as well as, and this is an interesting um, metaphor for what we're trying to do here, in the automotive industry. So Israel attempted unsuccessfully to build uh, automobiles, uh, to build cars uh, about decades ago. And there was a project where cars were manufactured. For those that have Google at their hand, they can look up a Susida car. It was a very ugly uh, uh, car that was manufactured here in Israel. And they shut down the program. But ultimately, to this day, you have every multinational leader in the automotive industry with an R&D center in Israel and a whole generation of growth startups in the um, automotive innovative space, including the flagship company Mobileye, which was acquired for it by Intel for billions of dollars 
and is the driving engine behind Intel's, Intel's programs for automotive vehicles. And they're all here. All these multinational automotive leaders are here doing AI, uh, doing AI-based R&D. And that is the vision for the biotech industry here in Israel, where, as I mentioned before, we do not have uh, a biotech R&D uh, of the large multinational companies. We do not have biotech R&D centers here established over the last few decades here in Israel. Uh, that is not, Israel has been great in the R part of the R&D equation and the research side and the early stage research side with tremendous academic institutions here and nine blockbuster drugs having stemming from uh, Israeli academia. However, on the development side, Israel has uh, been lacking in their capabilities of setting up centers to actually develop the drugs once they, uh, once they exit the early stages of the lab, uh, take them through clinical development and then commercialization to the market. Uh, there are only two drugs that came out of Israel that have reached blockbuster status by being commercialized from Israel. And those are the two that were acquired by Teva Pharmaceuticals, which of course is an Israeli company and managed from Israel. And therefore, uh, with the Israeli government uh, looking at um, where the potential lies for multinationals to see Israel as an ideal place to do biotech R&D, they then wanted to tap into Israel's two, true strength and talents, which is in the fields of AI technology and computational-based technologies. In terms of funding, we mentioned the Israel Innovation Authority. Is ION actively seeking more funding for this venture? So ION Labs um, is fully funded at the moment. We're not actively seeking additional funding from uh, global investors at the moment. Uh, we are, of course, open to partnerships and our startups that we will generate, whether through the venture creation track that uh, is led by our uh, biomedics adapted model in ION Labs or through our scouting track that will be within the ION Labs, those startups will, of course, as they grow, seek funding opportunities. But at the moment, we're uh, very, we're funded for the period of uh, ION Labs and not actively seeking additional funding. And looking ahead, what can we expect to see from ION and from the partnership in the next year or two years? So we launched our first global call for applications uh, in the field of artificial intelligence for antibody design. And we intend to launch three more global call for applications over the next six months. And each one of those global calls will then go through the whole process that Christiana uh, described earlier, where we will seek out through crowdsourcing platforms, uh, the best talents in the world, bring them to Israel to a boot camp in our ION lab premises, and then select the winners and create a new company for them. So a year from now, uh, as we say here in the Middle East, inshallah, we will have uh, four to six new startups that have entered in, into ION Labs and already have selected the second cohort of challenges together with our pharma partners, IBF and AWS, uh, that we can then put through the uh, venture creation second cohort track uh, in 2022 and 2023. Well, thank you both for taking part in the podcast and for providing some insights into your work in this area. It's uh, a very interesting subject for our readers and uh, we'll uh, look out to hear more from your companies in the future. 
Thanks, Simon. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Simon, and thank you to the Pharma Letter Podcast for having us.